This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. City are hoping to avoid signs of the winter flu this week as they take on Fluminense in the Club World Cup final. It's Thursday the 21st of December. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Ollie Kirsch. And I'm David Powell. And this is the City Reports Podcast. It's here for Gundogan! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now, at last, Champions of Europe. Manchester City are kings of Europe. Now they have their triple crown. Welcome, listeners. Um, we're getting there. Nearly, nearly into festive season, unlike you lot shirking all your work responsibilities. We're still with you. Um, first things first, a big happy birthday to my mum. Won't reveal the age, out of courtesy, but yes, mum, have a wonderful day. We'll be celebrating a little bit later on, and hopefully later this week, City can deliver a World Cup trophy for you. But first things first, guys, how are we doing, David? Um, Been a while, obviously, you're juggling plenty of things, kids included, so it's great to have your company. Yeah, apologies for the delay in getting back on the pod. I've definitely, I've tried many a times and failed at the last hurdle, but yeah, I've, I've made it tonight. The kid's asleep. I say the kid, sorry. My son is asleep. Um, I've got a beer <laughs> and I'm ready to roll. Um, but yeah, been ill, dad life, work life, everything getting in the way, but I'm here now and ready to roll, ready for the final on Friday. 
yeah, your son's asleep for now. Um, <laughs> if we see you sort of scuttling away, then we know why. Um, Ollie yeah. Kirsch, uh, welcome back. I mean, little old city in a World Cup final. Obviously, that's sort of the one World Cup is not the same as the, the sort of the, the national team World Cup in terms of prestige, but it's still it's still a pretty cool thing. Um, I think yeah. anyway. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? I mean, I, I think I read, in fact, just checking the date, yes, it's correct, that yesterday's game against Urawa Red Diamonds was the 25th anniversary of... Amos, David? York City. York City. York away, yeah. So it's it's quite a journey. I'm I'm just about old enough to remember our time in the doldrums as a young lad. Uh, so the span of going from York away to this is basically the span of my entire conscious lifetime in terms of mm. memory and knowing what football is, what city is, or some would say I still don't know what football is, but <laughs> knowing what city is and... and Present uh, company included, by the way. <laughs> um so yeah, it's, it's quite funny. I mean, I, I know there's not too much emphasis put on the Club World Cup as a prestigious competition or something that we have to win, uh, unlike you know the Champions League, Premier League, etc. But it it is theoretically the very top of club football, mm. and that is almost 25 years to the day since we were at City's theoretical bottom in our entire existence. So yeah, we've we've kind of come full circle and uh, it'd be it'd be nice to go on and win it yeah in, in part two just before we wrap up um i'm got i want to do a sort of like that sort of philosophical emotional side of things if, if this is if this really matters should city fans be excited etc etc uh, spoiler in terms of my opinion i think it absolutely matters but um yeah just a quick reminder listeners for those who tuned in yesterday christmas schedule will be a little bit different um this is acting as the preview for friday's game all things being well will be with you friday evening in your podcast feed immediately after the the world cup final um city obviously playing in it that'll be the last episode before christmas then over the new year there'll be the odd episode here and then it'll be, i think two or three episodes before we get into january um just a heads up if you're wondering daily schedule will be uh postponed for a little while i'm sure you can all imagine we do have families to tend to um okay then let's get into the match itself um ollie i want to start with you if you could tell me one fact about fluminese if you may um i'd be delighted to know it i know you're doing a little bit of research before mm-hmm. before we kick start and yeah i mean a lot of listeners will know the bare basics probably a little bit more than than um tuesday's opponent it has to be said the iwara red diamonds hopefully that is the last time i ever have to pronounce that team name obviously fluminense a brazilian team this is their first time in the final though as well so they're not one of those you know like corinthians or santos who weirdly got relegated this season you know they're not sort of at the top 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 upper echelon palmeiras for example at the top echelon of brazilian football but they're you know still a very well-known team um what have you got for us my initial instinct was ronaldinho Uh, it was as we confirmed Mm. he he, it was his final club before he retired and i think anyone in and around the age of 30 was it retired or got sent to prison Which one came first? <laughs> <laughs> much of a muchness, Amos. Half of the football players that retire these days yeah, do so sure. because they get sent to prison. But sure. um, yeah, so that, that that was my instinct. Uh, I think anyone in or around the age of 30, will have uh, Ronaldinho will have been there 
God growing up. But the snippet of information that I found that's quite interesting was the Brazilian national team's first stadium was Fluminense's stadium. Mm. And their first ever game, which was at Fluminense's stadium, was uh, in 19... It was in 1914. Okay. And it was against a touring English club. Listen, just have a think. Just have a think if you're going to get Because I bet if you had a million guesses, you would never get it. In fact, David, do you want to have a a guess? Because Ollie told me before we jumped (laughs) on. I I, I will give you three guesses in terms of English club. Um, Currently in the EFL, that's a little bit of a clue, but I don't think it will narrow it down. Jesus. Um, Norwich. No, no, not even close, geographically even close. or football-wise. Um, Swansea? No. Nope. Closer in terms of the part of the world. Country or... Um, Newport? No, not quite. No. Ollie? No. So... The Brazilian national football team's first ever game, which was held in 1914 at Fluminense Stadium, was against touring English club Exeter City. <laughs> How about that for a bit of history? It's mental. It's mental. Um, it's, it's funny you bring that up because part of my uh, university education involved um, sort of a, a module was looking at corinthians the original corinthians from this country and obviously uh, anybody who's into south american football will be able to tell you this in much more detail but there was a a big trend of english touring english clubs um not even necessarily established football clubs like we know exeter swansea newport the ones you mentioned going over to brazil and playing these friendly matches against local teams and that's how you know for example these teams spark up If if you look through a Brazilian, I don't know, football Wikipedia page. A lot of the clubs will say influenced by Nottingham Forest, influenced by Wolverhampton Wanderers, etc., etc. So there is certainly that pedigree and certainly that history, which is, um, I guess, David, something that for me anyway, even even listeners who may not be that intrigued with this tournament, is something to look forward to. It's it's an opponent City have never played before in a at least in a competitive game. I'm pretty sure they've never played them in a friendly, and that's something that we. At, at, this stage of City's sort of evolution don't really get to see. We the Champions League, we play Real Madrid, we play Bayern Munich, we play Atleti, you know. It's interesting for me anyway to see us play a team that we haven't played. Well, one hundred percent. obviously I'm nearly thirty five now, so I never when I grew up being a Man City fan envisaged us playing Real Madrid or even back in the Premier League when we were in the mm. the the the, swan, the slumps, we I just thought we were going to be a rubbish team for life. So having the opportunity to play in a club World Cup regardless of what a lot of fans think of that competition, it you are going to be the champions of the world. I mean, that on paper, like you said in the previous pods, for, for the brand, of the, for the club and everything like that, it's mm. you've got to take it for what it is. We could be champions of the world on Friday evening. Did, we, did I think that would be happening when I was seven years old, watching us getting spanked by Arsenal 5-1 in the Gene Kelly stand? Probably not. <laughs> so I'm always going to take any of these sort of wins and just cherish them because, again, like we've said in previous pods, these charges come in and we get relegated. We might as well, we might as well enjoy the uh, the ups while we've got them. So I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm in, I'm all in. I want to win it. I want to play a team we've never seen before. Um, new experiences, isn't it? The Brazilian team they could they could do some damage to us. 
I don't think they will, but it'd be an interesting game, wouldn't it? It's better than playing Wolves away every single season and thinking, are we going to get done on a counter-attack? It'd be something new to worry about and uh, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll, we'll obviously, when it comes around, if we are still on this mortal coil in 2025, do plenty of previewing of the expanded Club World Cup. And, and I know it will sort of dominate headlines closer towards the time, but it's something, at least in isolation, I'm looking forward to because it will give City a chance to play um, more opposition like this. And, and I, I do enjoy I'm, I hope City win the competition because for a number of reasons, but the same t- it, for one of the, the main ones is this is the last time it is in this format. But quickly, before we go to the break, um, Fluminense themselves, uh, I've seen a little bit in the in the English press as usual, sort of playing it down, dubbing them, you know, uselessness, etc. Whatever words you want to use. But I watched their game against Al Ali, um, who are the record Egyptian champions, obviously champions of Africa, and, and I thought they were a superb, at least organised team. They conceded plenty of chances. It was a really, really fun game to watch, even though it finished two 0 But they have got some some plays that. Um, European football fans will recognise, namely Marcelo, obviously ex-Real Madrid captain, multiple Champions League winner, multiple Club World Cup winner as well. Felipe Melo, who I believe is touching 40 now, um, in, yeah, 40 years old, and he's still playing and he'll probably play on uh, Friday night. And obviously Andre, who is at the opposite end of his um, club career, player which who, who plenty of Premier League clubs, including um, Manchester City, are said to be scouting. So, Oli Kirsch, the, the by no means uh, it's not going to be a pushover, and the and, and Brazilian clubs they want to win this trophy. It's been about ten years, I think it is, since the last time Brazilian team won the Club World Cup. If it doesn't mean anything to the supporters in terms of City, uh, some of them at least, it means a lot to the opposition, and and I'm expecting a really tough game. Yeah, I mean, listen, let, let's be completely honest. First of all, quality wise, there's no competition, right? The 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 European football has been leagues ahead of South American, Eastern European football, um, <clears throat> North American football, obviously, for, for decades upon decades upon decades. It might not have been the same 40, 50, 60 years mm-hmm. ago where South America still had a, a lot of quality native players from Brazil and Argentina and Uruguay, etc., that perhaps had no interest in moving to Europe. But now it's not true, right? They... They, they export most of the best talent over to Europe. So skill-wise, there is a massive discrepancy. But Brazil, Argentina, nations with extremely proud football heritage, clubs and players that play in the most hostile of atmospheres, the most hostile atmospheres going, mm. right? So they're used to playing under extreme pressure. They will bring a mentality to this competition and to this game that perhaps we might not have. There will be fire in their bellies that perhaps we might not have. And they will be extremely proud if they are able to win a game in a competition like this. I mean, as you said, first off, the fact that they haven't done it in so long. But also, listen, give them credit. They've, they've, they're there because they won the Libertadores, right? They're, mm. they're there because they have managed to win the com- continental competition in South America, which is nothing to scoff at. So, Beating Boca Juniors, by the way, who are obviously Argentine, but one of the yep. biggest teams on that continent. Yeah, uh, and who European teams are regularly taking talent off mm. because they do produce a hell of a lot of talent. So we should absolutely not be complacent going into this game. This 
this is going to be the kind of game where we could very easily come out the back of it saying hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. Because they will work fucking hard. So they ain't going to be a pushover. Uh, I think the English press, by downplaying Fluminense's prospects of winning this game, might be setting us up for a bit of a fall <clears throat> in doing do you, so. Do you honestly think that yeah, we're not going to take I'm it seriously? I would be surprised if, if City aren't going to take it seriously, but I think it, 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 it sort of poses the interesting question of that we've been asking in recent years in terms of complacency and in terms of you know how much the City actually want to win. And obviously, this is a new trophy, um, but it'd be interesting to see that the players hunger there because I think in the first 20 minutes or so against um, Red Diamonds, and it was a little bit difficult. Um, but David, quickly, I just wanted to ask you, also sort of throw this at you, because there was a, a story, um, if I'm allowed to call it that, in the Telegraph, yesterday from journalist Sam Wallace who is an esteemed chief football writer he's out in Jeddah covering the Club World Cup um, no doubt all expenses paid trip and and the headline um, reads uh, to win a Club World Cup I'm sure that probably be better off saying to win the club world cup man city only need to be a lineup more suited to soccer aid obviously for anyone who doesn't know soccer aid in England is a <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. If anyone, if anyone picked that up, then I'd, yeah, pr- pretty much share those thoughts. But it's it's a charity competition, basically, where celebrities and ex pros sort of come together. Um, it, it's just a bit pathetic, isn't it, David? In terms of the the sort of the build up and the coverage to it, downplaying Fluminense's chance. Well, it, it Man City have had to deal with this throughout their last whatever it's been last thirteen years. Everything we have done has got a star by it because we have either cheated. It's it's not as hard as it has been for other other teams, so it, it's to be expected. To be honest with you, like as soon as you get on Twitter or now X, journalists are just slamming, putting down Man City. I remember like the period where Man City were going head to head with Liverpool a few years back, and it was like if Liverpool were about to win the league at, by twenty points, it was brilliant for English football. Mm. When Man City did it, we'd ruined it. It was a farmers' league, and like we've had to deal with that for whatever it's been five, ten, twelve years, and. I, I expect it for this competition as well. This, that guy sounds like an absolute moron, to be honest with you. So I, I, <laughs> I remember seeing it come through on the group chat and thinking that's that's got to be out there for clicks, really. Try and make some money off his off his Twitter. Mm. It's just it's so just disrespectful to them as well. well yeah, so, got... dis- so he said that their their lineup is something that's more suited to a soccer aid match. <laughs> mm. uh, it's so disrespectful to their fans. Because they've just seen their club. And like you said, they're not necessarily one of the giants of Brazilian football. They're not a Santos. They're not a South American giant like Boca Juniors, right? So for them to even be here, having won the Libertadores, it's a massive achievement, right? They will hold those players, knowing what the football culture is like in Brazil, they will hold their players in such high esteem. They're they're legends Mm. for these achievements. And then you've got some... Stuck up journalist over in the UK saying it's a lineup more suited to soccer aid. They're deities down there now in South America. It's, it's mm. bang out of order. That yeah. it really is. It really is. And also, just one more word. One word on what you said before. I don't think we're not going to take it seriously, but at the same time, I, I don't. I think we may struggle to get the same kind of psychological intensity mm. of them. If there's three levels here, one being completely complacent, and three being this is the biggest cup final we can have for them it's probably a three for us it's probably a two so we we just might have to focus in a little bit uh if if we want our the difference in quality to shine through 
I definitely agree with you, but I, I honestly do feel like, I don't know whether I could be seeing this from blue tinted glasses, but I, I feel like the players have been waiting for this moment. Certain players like Carl mm. Walker's, Bernardo Silva's, I think they do want to complete the circle, as Pep said. Like, they're not going to, they know their time at Man City, a lot of these players like Lamarez and Gundogan have gone. This is probably their only shot to win this trophy for Man City and complete mm. the full circle that Trent did. And everyone in the press was like, oh my God, Trent's the youngest kid to ever complete the circle. That <laughs> Bernardo Silva, Kyle Walker, these kind of players, this is going to be their last chance of doing it because mm. Bernardo could be gone in the summer and Kyle Walker will not be starting next year, I hope. So this is, for a few players, a big opportunity to complete the circle. And I, I really hope they take it seriously because I, I want to win it and I want to wear that badge next season or later on this season with my uh, plastic trophy as well that I got in the post last week. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and um, we'll touch a little bit more on the philosophical side of this competition in part two listeners stay exactly where you are we'll be back after this short break as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season. And the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. One of your final episodes before Christmas. Starting to wind things down. Um, what do you say? Happy holidays. That's the one. Happy holidays to you all. Right. Okay, Ollie. Um, before we do sort of touch on what it would mean for City if they were able to win on Friday, let's do as best a job as we kind of trying to cobble together a team because it was, I reckon, to use your scale in terms of one to three, um, in terms of obviously massive rotation versus full strength 11. I think it was pretty much bang in the middle and a number two, um, possibly even a two and a half against Red Diamonds. Obviously, all first team players in there. There were some academy lads on the bench. They, If they did get on, it wasn't until deep into the second half. But I'm expecting, I'm expecting a free, if I'm being honest. I'm expecting whatever City's best team is at the moment, which I think you could pose the question that Guardiola doesn't even know that himself. But I'm expecting every single player to be filled with the best available option um, for that position. I think it'll be there or thereabouts, the same as what we saw. Uh, we might get Alvarez in. 
I'd assume he's a lock, to be honest. I think it was probably more a case of him having played about a million minutes of football. Yeah, um, I think we'll get Alvarez in. Uh, especially because he's got that South of... American grit, hasn't he? And I don't, I don't that, want to sort of yeah, generalise, but him, he knows what this sort of contest <laughs> will bring about. And he's probably played yeah. against quite a few of the, the players as well, either in continental or, or national team um, duties in the past. Mm. I, I think probably better off looking down and looking at who won't start rather than who will. And I'm looking at those that were on the bench, really, uh, against the Red Diamonds. Alvarez, yeah, will probably come in. Will Gvardiol come in? Maybe. I don't know if he's suited to a game yeah. like this. I reckon an Ake against the... Because the, they were very physical. Very physical, they were, um, against yeah. Al-Ali. D- Diaz might come in. Yeah, Ruben Diaz might come in because he's got that physicality. But as I said, looking at the list of who won't start, Bob won't start, Gomez won't start, Phillips won't start, Ortega. Pep usually runs the same player in net, the same guy in net, uh, consistently throughout the competition. So if Edison started the other day, I'd assume Edison starts uh, starts again. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone else? Rico? Probably not. Again, if this is going to be a trial yeah. by fire. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, you know. He's a as you as you know, well, he's a fighter. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it, it, Rico yeah. Kovacic, you know, he's saying that Kovacic has been here and won this competition before. If that then who for drops anything. out, right? Who drops out? Yeah. Is it Nunes dropping out for Alvarez? Is it Stones dropping out mm. for uh, for Rico? Ake or Akanji out for Diaz? It, it's pretty hard to call. I think we've got a set of players that we can almost certainly say won't start. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one on everyone's mind, given that there was a tweet, I think, posted and then deleted today of Haaland training is, is Haaland going to start for my money? No. I, I think it'd be good. foolish. I think it'd be absolutely yeah. foolish. I think he'll be on the bench. I think he'll be on the bench, but I don't think he'll start. I, I don't know if, if I've either dreamt this or it was similarly been posted and deleted. I'll have to go back and check, but I'm sure I saw something about saying Doku, uh, De Bruyne and Haaland won't feature at all in the Club World Cup um, campaign for City. So I, I'm, I'm not, I'm sure, I'm sure I saw that. Yeah, so, um, you're, I saw you're that not dreaming about it. Yeah, it was, it was on City Extra a couple of days back, I think two days before the game against Red Diamonds. Mm. Uh, but... This is Pep, this is City. Sometimes we hear that a player's got a missing leg up until the starting lineup comes out and they're playing. So, yeah, Dr. Q got work and his magic. Uh, David, what, what do you want to see from, from the lineup then? Um, obviously, we've sort of covered most bases there in terms of players who are available, who aren't available, but do you expect it to be similar to what we saw against uh, Red Diamonds on Tuesday, or do you expect any big changes? I'd pretty much say what Ollie's just said there. The, the, the only one I think would be an absolute shoe in would be Alvarez coming in. Um, for potentially mm. Nunes, which is a shame for Nunes because I think he probably does deserve a few more minutes from the start. Um, but if I was if I was to pick, if I was in Pep's shoes, I would be taking Walker, Kovacic, and Nunes out for Diaz, Rico, and Alvarez. But he's not going to do that. Okay. So mm. that that would be my yeah, choice right uh, now. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think Kyle Walker's minutes in the last sort of well this season so far have pretty much proved the fact he's he's a lock and a shearing for most matches. Yeah. Um, okay, let, let's let's finish. Like I said, with sort of discussing the competition. And David, I'll ask you this question actually. Um, if you've got in front of you, um, do you ever used to watch Golden Balls? Do you remember that program where they had was it Split and Steel and like fifty grand you could take it and, and stuff like that? Anyway, it was yeah. a it was like an absolute classic show. There's some some brilliant clips out there of people uh, snaking their opponents behind the back um but basically what i'm getting at is if you had on the table in front of you an fa cup and you had the club world cup right now 
for City, which one would you take? Oof. It's a tough, tough one. I'm probably not going to agree with a lot of City fans. I would probably, especially Booker, I'm going to go for the Club World Cup over the FA Cup. Purely from maybe a selfish point of view that I've been to Wembley and seen us win it. We've beaten Man United in the mm. FA Cup. What what actually is better than what we've already done in the FA Cup? We beat Man United by scoring in 16 seconds. I saw us win it back <laughs> in 2011. I've never seen the Club World Cup. I would like to say we're the champions of the world, so I will go for that if I could pick. I, I, I think it is... I, I think it's quite a, a sort of clear choice for me anyway. Oli, I'm going Club World Cup because City will, will play in the FA Cup next year. They'll play in the FA Cup the year after. And, you know, even if we go out of business and restart as a Phoenix <laughs> club, we will still play the FA Cup. We won't win it. But this, just the, the levels you have to go through to even get to position to be in a place where you can win the, the Club World Cup, it, it, it would be foolish for City to go all that way, both sort of, physically in terms of over to Saudi Arabia mid-season, but also sort of metaphorically in terms of winning the Champions League, going through all those hurdles and then obviously beating Red Diamonds on Tuesday, make of that game what you will, and not to come away with the trophy. It'd be such a missed opportunity. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um, It's a weird one, though, because I would rather lose this final than lose an FA Cup final, Mm. but rather win this this season than win an FA Cup. It's Mm. a bit of an odd dynamic going on here uh, but yeah for the reasons you said firstly of course the levels the, what you even have to achieve just to get there and be there but also yeah the fact that we we've never done it before it's another one to go in the cabinets and say we've done it so mm. um yeah I'm, I, I think i'm with you too but if you said right we've got an fa cup final on sunday and we've got Club World Cup final on Friday, choose one to win or to not lose, I'd probably be taking the FA Cup to win. So it's <laughs> it, it, it's a bit of a weird dynamic. But Well, yeah, I'd, I'd be asking why we're playing an FA Cup final on Christmas Eve. If it's <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably take the CWC over the FA Cup. But CWC? Maybe just for the season. Wow. CWC, yeah. <laughs> look at Branding, that, right? look at Branding. that. Um, no, I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I, I just think that this season, like the Super Cup at the start of the year, obviously that was compared to Charity Shield, and and it's just you don't get these opportunities every week. You don't get these opportunities every yeah. season, rather. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot to get here. And I think had we won five Champions League titles in a row, and we're looking at this and going, you know, even against Everton in a couple of days' time, would I would I rather win this game or beat Everton? Then, you know, had we won five Champions League in a row, won this competition plenty of times before, I'd say we'd rather take the three points against Everton. However, given the state of the season, given the fact that, you know, City aren't looking up to scratch in the in the Premier League. We might have to relinquish that title. This is a this is a really good opportunity to um to to win something big this season, at least for my money. There's also one more dynamic at play here, which is why Pep in the past has has placed so much importance on the Carabao Cup, in that psychologically having players lift a trophy midway mm. through the season can have a fantastic impact on their mentality for the rest of the season going forward. To get that early taste of perhaps more minor, in inverted commas for the listener's sake, success can then drive them forward Mm. to try and continue that for the rest of the season to lift more at the end of it. So I I do think there is another psychological dynamic here, and I think that's also partly why we should be fully behind the team going on to win this, because if they can lift this, then they'll be like, 
oh, that that's what it's like. We remember what it's yeah, like now from yeah. May to win a you know to win a trophy. And if we want to do this again this coming May, we've really got to get our shit together domestically and and start pushing forward. So uh, it, it could be a nice little fire under their backsides to to get things straight in the Premier League again. I think it's quite a, an interesting competition as well because when I I remember Liverpool in the Champions League and I pretty much turned my back on this competition through through just jealousy. I was like, I am not having any part of the viewing of Liverpool playing this competition and winning it and bringing it home. <laughs> and I do wonder whether like there's a lot of people out there that play it down because only one English mm. club can play in this competition. It's only the English club that's won the well, Champions League. Only one League. European club. Well, yeah. yeah. So, so everyone seems to just turn their back on it because they're like, well, I'm not in it. I'm jealous. It's not happening because I'm, I'm pretty sure I did that because I can't even think now my friend, my friends that are Chelsea fans, my friends that are Liverpool fans, were they excited about playing in this competition? Were they excited when they won it? They probably were, but I just zoned it out and was like, I'm not, I'm not mm. partial to this at, at all. I don't know the answer. I don't know if you boys know I, any I, I Liverpool don't... fans that were happy when they won it or Chelsea fans. Were they excited? I was going to say, more home? for you for having Liverpool and Chelsea fans who are <laughs> your mates more than anything. Well, yeah, I said uh, I don't... It, it, it is a weird dynamic, this, with why it isn't held in procedure. I think you're partly right that only one English club gets to compete at any one time or European club gets to compete at any one time. I think the root of the problem with the Club World Cup is that the gap between in quality between European football and other continents is enormous, huge, like huge. Mm. When you take it, you know, all things considered, the money, the quality, the organisation, the coverage in the media globally. Um, I, I, I think it's in a sense almost a bit of, I don't want to say a sham, but it's it's almost a formality, right? It's mm. a huge shock if a European if the Champions League European Champions League winner does not go on to win this competition. It's a massive shock. It's just not overly competitive, and it's a couple of games. Now the revamped format might mm. generate some more interest because there will be more games to watch and it will be held less often. But the, the root of the problem remains the same in that the European clubs will be by far and away the best teams in that competition. Yeah. Not to say that anyone can win on the day. Of course they can. And we've just spoken about that possibility on Friday. But all of, all things considered, the real competition, the highest level of competition is the European Champions League. And this is a, a nice achievement, but I don't think anyone's really losing sleep over it. If South American football was to be restored to its former glories, then we might be having a completely different conversation, but we're, we're some way off that occurring. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it, it's the sort of first time we've really got to delve into the complexities of global football. And I think perhaps over the next 10 years, that might shift Saudi Arabian money, MLS, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the, the new format, it will be about making sure it doesn't turn into a Champions League sort of mini by default. And, and you just get to the last four and it's, it's Chelsea versus Real Madrid and it's City versus Bayern, whoever it might be. But guys, we will um, call it a day there. It's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed this chat, David. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me back, guys, and I'll um, see you in the new year. Absolute pleasure, and I'm glad the the kid, as you labelled him, has been <laughs> able to sleep through. Um, Ollie, from one kid to another, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much, Amos.
listeners thank you very much uh like i said we'll be back after the game on friday so don't be looking out for a podcast in your feed on friday morning that should be with you depending on what on where you are in the world um after city i hopefully fingers crossed club world cup champions until next time then we'll see you later make sure you're geared up for man city's end of season running with mcdelivery great food delivered right to your door by using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport. Powered by fans.